I'm going to go right into the word of the Lord this morning. I'm going to ask that everyone would please stand because it is appropriate to stand during the reading of the gospel. Somebody say amen. So children, if you have feet, stand on your feet. Everybody that has the capability, mom, you don't have to. But everybody else that has the capability to stand. Matthew, the second chapter, I'll be reading verses 1 through 10 from the New King James Version. Matthew 2, verses 1 through 10. And the word of the Lord, the Gospels declare, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judea, during the time of King Herod. Somebody just say he was born. And uh, it doesn't matter to the Christian church whether or not he was born in December or October or April or March. It only matters to us that he was born. During the time of King Herod, magi, these were stargazers. They were astrologers. Somebody say astrologers. They were those that looked into the heavens to ascertain understanding of the time. Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the one? Somebody say the one. Who has been born king of the Jews. We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed in all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had assembled the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. So in other words, he had an understanding, y'all shouldn't be walking, he had an understanding that the Christ was coming. And now that the Magi were in motion and they were declaring that they saw his star, King Herod said, somebody search the scripture so that we can find out where it is that he is supposed to be born because now I'm troubled. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and learned from them the exact time the star had appeared. And sending them to Bethlehem, he said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, report to me that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them. This is a moving star. Until it stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great delight. I pray, Father God, that you would anoint me now. I pray, Father, that there would be an unction of the Holy Spirit to establish in the hearts and the minds of your people the truth of this gospel. Word of God. I pray that you would speak through me. And that you would mikai lekite, that you would mekandiai, that you would touch your people and speak to them. It is my prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Everybody be seated. I'm going to preach just for a few moments and you got to give me grace to get through it. Somebody say grace to get through it. I want you to look at your neighbor and evangelist Warren, I want to hear you preach this one day. I want you to look at your neighbor and ask the question... Who is this Jesus? 
Oh, come on. I know a lot of people got a lot of opinions about him. And there's a lot of religions that talk about him. But I want to know in a Christian church this morning, who is this Jesus? Somebody ask your other neighbor. Just one more time. Say, neighbor, who is this Jesus? Orthodox Christian scholars have assumed a narrative and a presupposition, Prophet Michael, you're going to love this message, that the people of the Old Testament were Unitarian monotheists, which means that they believed that there was only one God and that the one true God exists as a single person. In the New Testament, those who were exposed to the actual teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ came to conclude that in some sense that Jesus was totally divine. What we have witnessed over the next several hundred years of Christianity, however, is an evolution of thought concerning Christology, which is the study of Christ, in that in the very beginning, the followers of Christianity believed that Jesus was vaguely divine, but not exactly on par with being God in the same sense as his father. That idea was eventually replaced with the belief that Jesus Christ was, in fact, truly divine and the same as his father. And then they began to add the doctrine of the Holy Spirit in the picture so that by the fourth century councils, the Trinitarian doctrine emerged. So you got to consider that the idea of the Trinity did not come until about 400 years after Jesus and his apostles walked the earth. Y'all going to have to help me through this. However, this is not what the Old Testament Hebrew nation of Yahweh believed. The people of the Old Testament believed that the one true God of Israel uh, existed in multiple hypostases, a word which was later translated as persons in doctrinal uh, instances, but that's not what the word implied. The Greek word for hypostases means the underlying state or substance of a being. It is used to denote a concrete being as in an actual human person. Somebody say a person. This term was applied in the Nicene Creed to denote three different hypostases of the Christian God. It was believed and debated by them that there was only one Yahweh, but that Yahweh existed in multiple persons. The angel of the Lord appears, my God, I feel the anointing, in ancient Hebrew text, and it was understood that although he is called the angel of the Lord, that he was in fact an example of Yahweh, but in another hypostasis, or appearing in another form or substance. When Moses had his encounter in the wilderness with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in Exodus 3 and 2, the scripture says that the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses from within the burning bush. Somebody say he was in the bush. Yet when Moses went to investigate what was going on, it was Yahweh who cried out to him from within the burning bush and said to Moses, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. 
The Hebraic grammar of this text distinguishes the angel of the Lord from Yahweh, but in the interaction, the angel identifies himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as God himself, yet distinguished as another person from Yahweh. Y'all going to follow me. In Judges 6, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon to convince him that God was in fact with him. When he was facing his season of doubt and disbelief, Gideon thought that he was talking to a human being because he offered him food in verses 20 and 21 of Judges 6. And when the food arrived, the angel reached out his staff and the food was consumed. Then the angel disappeared and it was only then that Gideon realized who he had in fact met with, that he had in fact seen God. Although the angel departed, Yahweh was still there because he was still speaking to Gideon in verse 23. Exodus 23 and 20, the same angel of the Lord was sent to guard them and to deliver the nation of Israel into the place of promise. God told them that they would have to obey the angel because his name was in him. In the Old Testament, the name in and of itself is an expression of the God of Israel. Somebody tell me to calm down. Israel must, uh, must obey this angel because God's presence is in him. Somebody say he's in him. God spoke to them and said, if you obey the commands of the angel of the Lord, your enemies will be my enemies and I will fight against them for you. The appearance, God help me here, of the angel of the Lord demonstrates that even the earliest traditions of the Old Testament reveal a second hypostasis of the God of Israel. Somebody shout hallelujah. Then the New Testament writers began to pick up on this fact and begin to explain it in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul espoused the notion that God had always been with Israel and that it was in fact their God that stood upon the rock that Moses struck in Exodus 17 and 6. This understanding is how Paul proclaimed that the rock that followed Israel in the wilderness was in fact Jesus Christ himself. Jude said that Jesus was in Egypt delivering. <laughs> delivering the nation of Israel and destroyed the people who refused to believe. Then John in his writing begins to speak of the Logos. Somebody say Logos. Who is eternally existent with God at the beginning. Help me. But he is also God. All things were made in creation through him, and without him, the Logos, nothing was ever made. Philo, let me give you some philosophy of Alexandria, was a Jewish philosopher in the first century before Christ. And he stated that the Logos, or the word of God, is an, in fact an emanation of the one true God himself. 
he describes the Logos as begotten of God, but also as the same figure as the angel of the Lord in ancient Hebrew text. This is where John got his understanding from the Logos. From the earliest phases, I'm winding down, of Old Testament revelation, it was understood that the word of the Lord is a known and knowable entity, a divine person, a hypostasis of Israel's God. Not some kind of thought, idea, or understanding, and this is what they were referring to. Watch this. I got to slow down. When the prophets of God said, and the word of the Lord came to me. Our understanding of this term is misconstrued because we think of the word of God as a scripture or as a moment of inspiration or as a revelation only. But they were not encountering a moment of inspiration when they said, Malachiah, that the word of the Lord came to me. They were saying it before the scriptures were ever written. Our scriptures are the record that the word of the Lord in fact came unto them. The first reference of the word of the Lord that we see in scripture is Genesis 15 and 1. And the word of the Lord appears to Abram in a vision, which literally means a seeing. And the word of the Lord spoke to him and told him not to be afraid. When the word of the Lord came to Abram, he saw someone, y'all not helping me preach, who spoke to him and told him, fear not. Then the word gave him a promise that he would be the father of many nations. Y'all not helping me, I gotta calm down. The word who appeared to him called himself Yahweh. But yet it was the word of the Lord. 1 Samuel 3 talks about how the word of the Lord called out to Samuel and because they were in a period where the word of the Lord and the angel of the Lord had departed the Bible says that the vision of the Lord was rare in those days Samuel did not know Yahweh enough to recognize his voice when he called so once he heard the voice Eli told Samuel go back one more time because I have a feeling that the voice you hear is the God of Israel and the Bible says that when he said speak Lord because your servant hears that Yahweh that was the word of the Lord came and stood next to his bed this means that the word, somebody say the word of the Lord, was a person that could speak. The word of the Lord was a person that could move. The word of the Lord was a person that could stand by his bed. Psalm the 32nd, division and the 6th verse says, By the word of Yahweh, all the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth, all of the hosts were created I got a question who is the word of the Lord who appeared to the prophets it was a hypostasis of Yahweh the deliverer 
the creator the one appearing in the old testament who brought the entire nation of israel out of bondage john the apostle revealed what was cloaked in an old testament mystery he said in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god and all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men oh y'all gotta hear it and the light shines in the darkness but the darkness didn't comprehend it he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him he came to his own and his own did not receive him but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become the children of God and to those who believe in his name who were born not of the will of the flesh nor of the will of God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as the only one begotten of the father who is this Jesus he is the word that was made flesh he was with the father at the very beginning yet he was the father who is this Jesus he was the angel of the Lord who kept appearing to make sure Israel was not defeated who is this Jesus he's the word of the Lord who came to the prophet Ezekiel yet he was the one that was seated on the throne I need somebody to open your mouth and give God praise on Christmas morning because we know who this Jesus is come on and praise him oh I can't hear it Buddha wants to know Islam wants to know the witches want to know but we figured it out he's the angel of the Lord that appeared to guide the nation he was the pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day he was the word that spoke to Jeremiah Jeremiah what do you see I see the branch of an almond tree who is this Jesus In the book of Revelation, he said, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. Who is this Jesus? And he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns and he had a name that no one knew 
except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name, y'all not ready, and his name, who is this Jesus? I feel him in here right now. Somebody say, who is this Jesus? It says, and his name, it's called the word of God. And the Koshia and the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses, galloping through the nations, executing judgment. Who is this Jesus? He's no longer in the manger. He's no longer looking for the inn, but he's riding on a white horse. His name is called, though I'm not helping, the Word of God. Not only is he riding in the book of Revelation, but he's riding right through my soul. He's riding into your spirit. Why are you being healed? And we not preaching healing because the word is touching you. Somebody give it. I said somebody give him praise. I said somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise. I need about 10 people to open your mouth. I can't hear you. I need about 10 people to give him praise because God the word of God is breaking your chains because God the word of God is anointing you afresh because God the word of God Warren is opening doors they try to shut in your face because God the word of God is creating a reality that you don't even know exists. I need a believer that's full of faith to praise him because he also declared, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. Why? Because when you open your mouth, the word starts to riding out of your belly. The word starts to create what your mind has conceived. I need somebody ready for 2023 to open your mouth and declare the word. Come on, declare. Come on, I can't hear you. I can't hear you praising it. I can't hear you thanking it. I can't hear you believing it. This is the word of faith that we preach. Yeboshai, let the word that appeared to Isaiah speak out of your belly. 
let the word that talked to Nahum begin to anoint you. Y'all not in it. But if I have a remnant this afternoon, let the I got to let you go. It's Christmas. this Jesus somebody got it twisted because they think that he just appeared when the magi saw his star they think he appeared when Mary's water broke but what they don't recognize was that the hypostasis of Yahweh that was there when he said let there be came to a point of incarnation where he put on flesh the incarnate word put on a body and although he created everything he looked up at Mary and said yeah 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 bye bye he looked at Joseph and said his first word, da-da. But the reality was that Yahweh was in every atom of his being. The God of Israel. The great I am that I am. Y'all not acting like y'all know who I'm talking about. But I need a baptized believer to begin to pray. Every hand lifted. let us adore him. So we commemorate. Y'all get the mics. Get the mics. Y'all gonna sing this. Our entire faith is built on the reality, Dewberry, that Yahweh, the invisible God, became visible in the person, Haya, oh Father, I worship you, of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was not, listen, Listen, take it down. Keep playing just a minute. Keep it. 
Jesus Christ was not created. He was begotten. When John used the word that he was begotten of the Father, the word in the Greek is monogenous. Monogenous. It means same genes. It means one of a kind. So what God did in Jesus Christ, he never did again. He never did before. He took the incarnation of his very essence and being and created an entity that he could commune with, but it was totally him. He created an entity that could talk back to him, but yet came from within. He was begotten, mono genus, same gene, one of a kind. So this Christian believers and internet audience and whoever might view or hear this, the podcast or wherever it will go, this is why we believe Joseph Bonaparte in Jesus Christ. This is why. When they tell us as black men that it's just mythology, it's just a story created to make slaves compliant, we can say, oh no, Jesus is in hypostasis of Yahweh. He is of the same substance of the one true God. He was always present. Melchizedek appeared to Abram, took out the bread and the wine. It's a theophany. It was a manifestation, not an apparition, not an apparition, but a manifestation of the pre-incarnate Christ. It means that Jesus Christ, the Word, put on flesh and stepped into our atmosphere and called Abram to the table. It means when Ezekiel was in his prayer closet that suddenly the word walked in the room and he could see him and he said, and the word of the Lord came unto me. He's always been. Not about the nativity. Beloved, listen, don't get... It's not about December 25th or April 14th or March 12th. Behold... All things were created through him, and by him all things were made. And nothing was made without him. Beloved, he made the idea of a date. He's not confined to nativity. Come on. Him. Sing it. Christ. 